Hello, my name is Dr. Thomas Hughes, and this is the very first episode of the Cube LA podcast. On this first episode, I am very excited and honored to welcome my good friend, Dr. Richard Long. He's a dentist that works down in the Washington, D.C. area. He is thoughtful. He is kind. He is hilarious. He's all sorts of things that make me very happy to have known him for this long. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and welcome to the stage, Dr. Richard Long. I have to do that, otherwise the audio. <laughs> when I link up the audio, it's not gonna, it's not gonna catch on. So you have to do the, the you don't have to, but it helps. If you look, you see that little, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. So when I link the up mark. the yeah. audio and the video, it'll, it'll mix. Ah. So also, you got to take the mic. You're supposed to have experience with this. No, take do. the mic. <laughs> I do. You got to bring it close to your, to your face there. Not too close. You don't want it to sound like a, it, it won't. But you got to get, you got to get pretty close. There you go. Hello. Right there's pretty good. Yeah, I think we're. <laughs> Hello. You know what? <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you here. Oh, Took you a minute. Good to be here. <laughs> the crowd's going wild, Richards. <laughs> it was kind of late. I was kind of late. Little, Richards here. Little off of the time, but uh. Wait, where? I, I where first of all, where where were you? <laughs> I. You was... said you t- no no no. You texted me, twelve to two, <laughs> and three o'clock rolled around. We got some terrible news, which you might talk about. We got some terrible news, and then five o'clock rolls around, and here you come to get your potlay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in Silver Spring. Silver Spring, Maryland. Basically, okay. uh, I was goofing off with a friend or two, and then uh, I got the news, and I kind of was like, all right. I figured if I was in Maryland somewhere, mm-hmm. that would help me to be closer to Baltimore. So I was like, all right, as long as I'm in the vicinity, I can dart up. Didn't take into account the afternoon traffic, but I made it. Did you only come up here because you got the news that Kobe Bryant <laughs> came to talk to you? I knew I was on a mission. And I had to get here to, uh, you know, do this do the podcast. So well, I'm here today. Well, look, I appreciate it because I know you're busy. One of the reasons why I had you come up here is because I of how busy you are, right? <clears throat> so, how long have we known each other? Uh, let's see, two thousand what eight nine. Nine, eight. So from eight till now. So what's that? That's twelve years. Suck at math. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can you can do those numbers. Only That's twelve years. <laughs> twelve years. Yeah. Eleven, eleven, twelve years. Yeah, I think. It's pretty long. I've I've known you for a long time. And then one of the things that I'm I'm realizing because I don't know if you remember this, but I texted you. Um, might have been a year or so ago, and I was like, man, do you remember how far you come? Like with. The dental school thing. I don't know if you remember mm. that text message. You seem confused when I texted it to you. Like, why are well, you? It was why just are you random. It was random. What are we doing? It was random. <laughs> but I think that was one of those moments where I was really looking back on everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, 
I think when I first met you, were you were you talking to Sabri outside of the library? That's that's what I that's my that's what I have visualized in my head. It was funny because Sabri and I were actually um, in some sort of like weird love triangle <laughs> at the time. You but, sure you want to talk about that on camera? I, it's fine. No one cares. Okay. But, right. Yeah, like at the time it was this weird situation, but I think yeah maybe we were outside talking. I I, I vaguely remember. <laughs> I vaguely remember. Um, walking and I remembered Sabri from high school. So I must've been a sophomore. We were both sophomores, I think at the time. Yeah. And you were talking to Sabri and I wanted to say hi to Sabri cause I knew him from high school and you were standing there. Mm. I had no idea who you were and I really didn't want to talk to you. Not because, <laughs> <laughs> not because you know, no personal reason or anything. I just like, I meet new people and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. And then I think I saw you maybe the next week or a couple of weeks after that. And for whatever reason, you were talking to me and I was like, oh man, this dude is cool. It, that sounds like you, right? Pretty just much. talking to people. In a nutshell. Bring the, bring the, make sure the mic is close to you. Um, Trust me, I, when I'm hooking up these mics, I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta talk close. Yeah, I've, I've just learned. So, and I don't know how what happened after that, but we were just friends afterwards. Yep. Sounds about right. I, I don't remember. I actually honestly don't know what happened after that either. I feel like it was a combination of like the classes we were taking and I think uh, like the people we were around and then yeah. the trek, like we were on the same kind of course course load. And so when we finally got to the point of us like meeting and stuff, it's like, oh, we can also study. Yeah. Oh, we're also in the same class here and here and here. So it's just kind of like it kind of came together. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things. And um I can't explain. You know, one thing I um I think during that time I want when I texted you that I wanted to I wanted to thank you. I just didn't know how to do it. Because you didn't know this, but you might know it now. Don't I'm not the most not. social person. Do not. Yes. yes you're not. <laughs> I'm not. Yes. Right. <laughs> By the time I had met you, I think I had gotten back from um from a summer program and uh I had just like switched to pre med, right? And I, I was Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just switched to pre-med and 20. I was I was all in, right? But for me, I was just about the books and I didn't really feel like meeting anybody, right? That was obvious from the time that I that I'd seen you. <clears throat> but after I met you though, I actually started going to parties and stuff. You remember that? I feel like that makes it sound <laughs> like I was a bad influence, but yeah, I remember. No, 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 no. You you weren't a, you weren't a bad influence. <laughs> you weren't a bad influence. I just remember that. And I think to myself, like what I would have been doing had I not had the social aspect added on to the and passing class. I was doing that. I was, Even though he did anyway. Yeah, I was, I was I was doing it anyway. But you can't just, you know, I'm psyched now. Yeah. Right? And I think I'm looking back on that stuff and I'm realizing you can't have just one and not the other. You need to balance. It. Yeah, you need to balance. <laughs> So I, I think at that time I was being a dude and just wanted to thank you <laughs> with that text. So yes. now I'm doing this um, this podcast, right? This is you know we're we're looking at the the, the audios and we got a visual here too. So that's hopefully all of that is going well. But yep. the reason why I started this podcast is because I'm I'm doing a lot more of that reflecting, right? I'm looking back on. <clears throat> people in my life and things in my life that have that have changed over time. And I realized I know a lot about you. I don't know everything about you, but the, the little bit that I do know is quite interesting. All right, what, what do you know, shoot? Well, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you would be the one to tell the story. Oh, okay, cause I was like, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I'm kind of curious. No, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't have you on if I thought it was 
I thought it was embarrassing. You're the one that was about to tell about a love story. Hey, with. man, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> Life yeah. is crazy undergrad. <laughs> so wait, wait. So let I, so doing what I do, I'm child and adolescent psych. I don't just work with adults anymore. Actually, I, I, I prefer working with kids. It's, you know, you start early on with them and you can sort of help them get further along with their life, mm-hmm. starting off early, right? And what I've learned over time is how important it is in childhood, you know, learning what a person goes through, learning who the people that they're around. Yeah. And I don't know anything about your childhood. I know you and your you and your dad are the funniest. <laughs> he just called. Yeah, he just called. Yeah, you're all of the you're the funniest pair ever. Right. <laughs> but see, I didn't grow up with my dad around after the age of nine. Yeah. Right. You did. And I remember again when we were hanging out, your dad would always have you come back home. <laughs> Every time. Almost, Every time. It was weird because it was almost like he could not believe that I was studying that much, which I'm not even going to lie. A lot of the time I wasn't. Okay. There was a lot of time where, yeah, I mean, you know, you were there. We would go study, hang out and stuff. But he, I remember he, I'll never forget, he told me, he was like, ain't that much studying in the world. And like, I was basically in the library, like trying to study oh, for a final. Oh, okay. He's, he, uh, but you know, it was, it was good because he kind of kept me grounded because there were times I felt like, all right, like I'm out a little too much, but most of the time I was trying. I think he just thought, it, you know, he was basing it off his past. And well, they're 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 different. They're old. <laughs> yeah, that too. I think he, you know, old. different different career path. Also, maybe he didn't know, you know, the grind. But I got the concept. I knew what he was trying to go yeah. for. I guess. I think the grind is something a lot of people don't fully understand. The yeah. grind is sort of why it took us so long to to like actually sit down for this podcast. Yeah, every, right? <laughs> every friend is like, oh, you've been in school for like half my life. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> just start to work. I'm I, like, dang. <laughs> I run into that quite a bit, man. It's still, still run into that quite a bit. So wait, wait, let's, let's go back though. So another reason I wanted to do the podcast is because both of us are successful, right? Graduated from graduate school, yeah. right? African-American men didn't come from like a rich we didn't grow up in like the worst neighborhoods ever, but we didn't exactly grow up in. Nope. Yeah, yeah, we we didn't grow up in. It, yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> the most dangerous. I mean, Richmond, you were in Mechanicsville, right? Yeah, so I had a little bit more of the light side, but yeah, it wasn't like all, you know, rainbows and unicorns. Of course, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that um, before I I get into learning about your history, <laughs> so we're not we're not we're not done. We're not off that subject yet. Before we get into that, that. That's what I'm driving at. So for people who did not come from, um, I don't know, an advantaged background, for okay. us to have made it to where we are, again, I'm starting to realize that this wasn't the easiest journey. Well, I think mainly the obstacles you have to overcome, um, <clears throat> at least for, from my standpoint, I don't know about you know as much as where you lived, but from my standpoint, it was more about overcoming you know, the obvious, you know, the social norms when it comes to the whole black, white thing, like, or the, the dealing with the situation where you're in an environment or putting yourself in an environment that you don't necessarily belong or feel like you belong. So it was overcoming that. And then my dad growing up in the South, um, him telling me about all these stories of what he dealt with, how he managed, and then painting this image in my head early on about, how it was kind of influenced my picture of like what I had to fight through. So I had to overcome a lot of mental barriers, I think, to get to this point. Um, And that to me was the biggest, uh, I guess you could say like hurdle I had to jump. Okay.
Let's go back. <laughs> I don't need like your earliest memories. But what I'm interested in in particular, <laughs> you know, what city do you remember growing up in? Um, or were you? Did you move around a lot or what? <clears throat> uh, not Yes and no. Because I was, Richmond was always the main place. So like, you were always Rich- in Richmond? Yeah, okay. but no, I wasn't. Because oh, okay. like right around third grade, fourth grade, I moved to Newport News. And I was there for oh. like, actually, no, no, second, third. Second and third grade, I was in Newport News. And then I moved back up to Richmond right around third, fourth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so Richmond was always like the main influence, but down there kind of influenced me a little bit too. Right. Actually, a lot of it. This is this is eastern part of Virginia. Yes. Okay. All right. You see, most okay. like southeast Richmond, Virginia is like Virginia Beach area, like that area, Tidewater. People, if you're listening for out of my five viewers, <laughs> all five, all five, five, all five, five of them, <laughs> all five viewers. If you're in a different part of the country and this is on YouTube or something, yeah, Richmond, Virginia, obviously is in Virginia. It's in central Virginia. Richmond, uh, Richard is talking about the eastern part of Virginia. Um, did you say Norfolk? Huh? Where'd you say Norfolk? Nah, um, Newport News. Newport News. Okay, that's eastern eastern part of Virginia. Seven five seven. Seven five seven. A completely different type of awesome. city and area. <laughs> so you were there for a couple years. Yeah. You're just saying. Okay. All right. So you were there for a couple years. What third and fourth grade? Yeah, the second, third, and then I moved up for fourth. Yeah. Was your sister? Was she alive? She then? was down there too. She was there too. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now you came back to Richmond. Yep. Were you in that same house? Yeah, yep, never okay. moved. Okay, all right, so it was you, same house, never moved. Okay, you, your mom, your sister. Yep. Okay, all right. So, so then, But then, so <clears throat> I, you also had to factor in, um, like, where I lived, I think, didn't really, mm, I guess, influence me as much as what I was around during the day. So, like, schools where you, you know, majority are around those people, the teachers, the peop- the students – like all day long. So yep. that whole dynamic, I think, influences a lot. And I had different perspectives throughout the entire time. Like elementary, it was a, you know, predominantly African-American situation. Or you talking about in Eastern Virginia? I was in, yeah, in Richmond. In I, Richmond, I was okay. in, um, I was in uh, basically Highland Park area uh, for school. Oh, yeah, Highland so Park. So I, you know, went to school around I guess people who were like me or not like me necessarily, but you know, were similar in terms of what they were interested in. Same color, obviously, Okay. you know, urban uh, environment. So I, I saw that like up close. Right. Then I went all the way up to middle school after middle school. I went to, um, I mean, in middle school, I went to Benford, which is like in the West end, but like not the oh. nice West end Henrico, oh, like West okay, end okay. Jackson Ward, like oh, okay. that. that oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to see that too. Okay. And so I think those, just that whole thing really got me, um, it gave me a nice perspective or picture of the urban environment and like how we had to come up through that. And then I transitioned out to Hanover afterward for high school. Okay. Couldn't play basketball for TJ because insurance and my mom. Oh, you were a TJ. I was, I went for a little bit and then I had to retransfer or rezone or whatever it's called because my mom, we lived in Mechanicsville, okay. but my mom taught in Richmond. So I was allowed to go to Richmond public schools because oh. it's near her. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. All so, right. So for again, for people, for people listening, Richmond Public Schools. It's um, I, I'm not saying it's like it's bad or anything, but it's it's the it's a city. It's city funded. Rough. It's rough. <laughs> it can get rough depending upon what part of the city you live in. Like many other cities, so you're you're essentially saying you went from a better place to a not so good place, and then you went to a to probably the one of the well, no, you can argue this opinion. So. I went from TJ to Lee Davis, which oh. is in Hanover. So, you know, just background on that, Lee Davis or General Lee is a Confederate general. Confederate general, general so yes. So, <laughs> essentially, I was there with the Confederates. That was the mascot of the school. So, okay. you yeah. can imagine the uh, the change, you know, and the dichotomy between the two and how it was like an adjustment. Well, <laughs> so. well I'll tell you, let's, let's not imagine. Tell, I mean, tell me about that because I, I only went to – predominantly black it was an adjustment um just like everything else it was an adjustment i had to i had to relearn who i was in this setting like i had to be i had to be i guess what would be considered you know it's middle school high school so it's like everyone's opinions and teasing and kind of commentary is like really influential on who you are so i had to find myself within the identity of being okay in that setting okay which means instead of like instead of concerning myself about, you know, when the Jordans are coming out or when, you know, who, who's a sports team is this and that. I had to kind of like get, get with the flow of what was going on around me, kind of like do what the Romans do. Okay, I yeah. had to kind of flow with it. And um, even my slang, how I dressed, my whole demeanor changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like instead of wearing the, you know, the three XTs and the, like, oh, yeah. the big jerseys, I kind of, I kept it, I kept with it for a little bit, but um, I had to basically find my niche within that environment but at the same time, not lose who I was in myself. So right. then I met Mike. And after that, Mike, my best friend. So after that, it kind of like, uh, it was like a home away from home. I found a guy who was like, oh, same as me. Kind of right. knew what to do, played basketball on the team with me. So what grade, what grade was this when you met this Mike? was This was uh, ninth. Oh, so ninth grade. This is just when you went into yeah, high school. Yeah, freshman. Oh, yep. okay. okay. Freshman. So um, <laughs> then I got zoned again. So, <laughs> so it's like every you were, you were at Lee Davis, yeah, okay, Lee okay. Davis. So I transferred from Lee Davis, which it, I mean, I'm not gonna say put it like this. Lee Davis is like more in the country setting. Yeah, it's more rural. Yes, I went very, from very rural. I went from that to suburbia. Uh, you know, well, like well-off family, Hanover High School. Right. And so when that happened, it it was the same type of of um i guess adjusting but it wasn't that much i think the difference was now instead of dealing with the rural people i dealt with the uh, the more affluent people uh, <laughs> okay. so it was, okay. different. It was okay. another adjustment okay so yeah. i got to see i got to see that dynamic too um it was it was really interesting seeing that the i guess the lifestyle and the cultural basis of each uh group socially like that i was around right and still maintaining friends in all those different areas and still being me in those different areas. It was a lot of like figuring I out. I noticed. Yeah. yeah. You still did that when I met you. you Pretty were- much. <laughs> yeah. The VCU was just, and so yeah. I went from black, white to just everything. everything. And I'm like, all right, well, this is, what now? Yeah. <laughs> so you, when you're in, in middle school, high school, you're, you're having to do that in school, but you also have family life. Yeah. Right. We talked a little bit about you and your dad. 
you and your, your hilarious dad how there was sort of a <laughs> well, difference of opinion in how to approach work, right? Oh, it's more than that, but yeah. Uh, well, you can you can talk about it if you want to, my friend. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm interested in is how a person goes from so many different environments and still maintains themselves. Is is there something that stood out to you? that you had to do actively or was this just something that's a part of your personality? I think, I think most of it was my personality. I think it also had to do with my parents because they were so open, even though in my mind they were restrictive looking back, they were very open when it came to, um, bringing people in. Okay. Like there was never uh Oh no, we can't. It was more like, okay, well let's find out how we couldn't. Like okay. my dad was my dad. One thing I got from him, I think is like, uh, I, it's almost like the attitude of um, it's like never say die. Like he will always look for the reason how or the way how he can help Okay. versus um, looking at why he can't or the reasons he can't. And I, so I feel like that attitude of openness and kind of, uh, you know, the inviting type of thing made it easy for me to adopt to other people or, and I mean, adapt to other people and kind of, um, I guess in a sense, just blend in wherever I was. Um, I think the other thing that made made it tricky though, was that my dad was very much, he grew up in an environment where he really didn't have to have that opinion. Uh, He, um, he basically dealt with a lot of racism. And so his view of the world was kind of skewed when it came to that. Like, it's like, well, I, I know how these people are. And I don't like this and I don't like that. But I think religion also played a role like in his demeanor and how he dealt with people. And that influenced me, too. So so a couple things I don't want to. So I want to go back to that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so well, dad, you were asking about work ethic. Well, not even work ethic. Yeah. But you, you mentioned something in, in this work ethic. But you're you having to use that work ethic. You use that work ethic later on in life. But what I was driving at is you mentioned some restrictions. <laughs> right no this is important yeah, this is yeah. important you mentioned some restrictions yeah because I, I will always say this about you i always respected how much you respected what your parents wanted <laughs> <laughs> you 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 make jokes so you make jokes about how um how sometimes you didn't actually do what you said you were going to do but i think you did more <laughs> more than most oh yeah, in terms yeah. Of respecting them. oh yeah no i definitely yeah, I know, I know. I saw it. I <laughs> like I, there was. So I'm. I think the biggest problem with me in that situation was I just looked at my sister who was five years younger than me. Yes, and she was doing, like she was the first person to stay out past twelve, like when we were growing up. You a sister was? Yes, yeah, she serious? was the first person to go somewhere oh. overnight, like spend the night in someone's house. And you know they usually say like the guy has more freedom in the house than the girl. The girl's usually like more protected and sheltered and this and that. Yeah. In my house, no, it was like, oh well, maybe with this one we can be strict, and then with this one we'll just see how it is when you let them, you know, free. Yeah. And obviously, I think it influenced us in different ways. But I'll say. um when it came to the restrictions, I definitely, I had a lot of willpower and integrity when it came to just staying the course because yeah. I guess the thought in my mind was, I just need to finish this mm-hmm. and then I'll be out and I don't even have to go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be out of the house and I'll never have to rely on anything. And it right, worked out. Yeah, right. it was super long road, but. Um, what restrictions did you have? 
Uh, let's see. I could. So one of the main rules that I broke religiously was come back by a certain time. Usually that oh, time yeah. was, I think the original time was like 12. Is this in high school or is this in college? High school. And oh, then I kept, okay. I kept pushing it. No, no. End of high school. Though, not all through just like 12th grade. Okay. Senior year. Okay. College. It became like, okay, well, we're going to push it to two o'clock because oh, yeah. we know oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah. two o'clock rule. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I was out to like three, four, like sometimes yeah. didn't come back and all they wanted was just a simple phone call, which I get now. Like I get it. They just wanted to know I was safe, but me in my mind's like, no, they just want to track me. Yeah. 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 You know, thank God the whole find your friends uh, app and all that wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't yeah. around. <laughs> Wait, so when you were yeah. in high school, can you think of some restrictions that they had? on you I know you had the to get um, home one time. let's see in high school um no it was I think most of the restrictions dealt with like I guess well they there were daily things like dinner like it was a thing that we had to be at home by six o'clock for dinner right like I don't care if you know we were doing I don't know something with a friend that was down the street or you know, we were right around the corner. We had to be at the table at six. Um, and they, if we weren't, it was a problem. I think Bible study at three at on Thursdays, um, you know, because of basketball practice, I had a lot of leeway with that. Like I could okay. you know, be at practice. Yeah. Same thing with the dinner. Like if I, basketball practice was happening or track, um, I was there. But typically when it came to restrictions, I think that's the main one I remember um, because I don't know, I, we were starting to, you know, come into our own, me and my sister. So I don't think they were trying to hold us back as much, Yeah. but most of the restrictions came with leaving the house or being back at the house by a certain time. It sounds like you had some structure. Yeah. Whether it was dinner yeah. or whether it was just being out late. Yeah. Um, but that was it. Um, you know, I, th I don't think we were necessarily chained to the wall. <laughs> if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. But I mean. <laughs> So you, you did your homework. Did they ever have to get on you for stuff like that? Or were you just the type of kid that um, did what they were supposed to do? Uh, <laughs> relatively, yeah. So obviously I was going to – overall, the overall picture looked nice. Okay. But, you know, like, uh, for example, I said I suck at math. So, like, calculus. I hated that class. You hated calculus. So yeah. I often would skip that. And when the grades came back, they were kind of like, okay, what is this? Okay. You know, and so that – that's when the whole oh they would see your report card yeah. and say what is so that's when the whole now mm -hmm. instead of le letting me have the freedom then they're like all right we're gonna be on top of you now see are you doing the homework mm -hmm. you know are you actually trying um but most most i guess overall i was okay i think another restriction i i'm just remembering when i learned how to drive i think it was kind of a gateway into this like yes, it was. opportunity yeah. for me to just be away. I, remember, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, like I can escape. There's, so there's so much uh, of the stuff that you're telling me. It's like I can see you like five years prior to me meeting you, and you're still doing the okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, oftentimes I would, I would, you know, my friends, you know, I'm the guy with the car because a lot of my friends they couldn't afford one of their parents, yep. you know, didn't. My dad and my mom were very good at saving and. Uh, being economically sound when it came to budgeting and things like that. So when I would get in the car, it's like, oh, Rich, where are you going? Oh, hey, like, 
can you take give me a ride to the such and such to the mall to the corner store the the, I'm the guy the so I'm the taxi yeah. I was the Uber <laughs> so I picked them up I scoop up like 10 other people we just all be in the car having a good time yeah, yeah. I come home my dad's like you wasted the gas like you're not the taxi like why you keep doing this they're not gonna when you need help where are they gonna be da, 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 da. they don't have a car right. you can put wear and tear da, 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 da. and you know from them it was like blah 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 but I knew that um, in the back of my head I knew that he was right it was just more so of a when am I going to get to experience these things it's kind of like FOMO like I have the opportunity to have all my friends with me right now and right. you're telling me to not do it I don't know yeah, so yeah. That, that was it um, you were fighting for your freedom you ba- were, basically you were a teenager pretty yeah. much yeah <laughs> pretty much that's what it sounds it's a like. constant battle yeah um so I, I want to, okay, so I, I, I took it back a step because I wanted to hear a little bit more about the uh, the structure that you had yeah. when you were younger, right? Because yeah. I, I always think that that influences a person later on in life. One thing that you mentioned was Bible study. Yeah. I remember you having to not miss Bible study. Yeah. Even post-college. Yep. So tell me a little bit about religion, your how it has influenced you, what it means to you. Right? That's kind of what I want to hear about. And I, I, I was always curious as to how, because the, the stuff that we did, the classes we were involved in were all science-based classes. Right? Yeah. Was there ever any clash between your faith and what you wanted to do in the future and what you were studying? All right, so the first question um, about the religion, I think that helped because it helped a ton. Actually, it was probably one of the main components just because going into the field that I chose and choosing the road I did um, wasn't necessarily, again, like I was saying earlier, the the path of least resistance. Like there was a lot of mental, uh, a lot of um, mental and I guess somewhat of a societal role in saying, in, in my brain basically kind of causing some friction for me to go forward easily. Right. And I think the having faith and um having that religious basis to say you know if you uh work at something and you have faith you believe in it you pray about it um it will come to pass and having that i guess structure in the background of um i guess moral integrity with that all that combined kind of led me to believe as long as i'm doing right by what i'm supposed to things will work out um and uh, I think, you know, when times got rough, like if I failed something or if I felt like I wasn't getting something or right. if I felt like I wasn't passing um, any any circumstance where I had to climb a hurdle, I think um, even in the relationships and stuff in school, it, everything, just religion really helped me to say, like, I'm OK, like I'm grounded, like it's cool and it'll all work out. Um, not necessarily always because I did something, but because I have faith that um you know, the man upstairs would push me through and everything. So it was kind of like a twofold thing, but I had to do my part. So that's how religion influenced me in terms of uh, maintaining throughout the time from high school up. But um, as far as science and religion class, I think that's, that's like a, that's almost, that's almost like as popular as the, what's the argument about capital punishment versus, um, 
a capital punishment versus what is it the death penalty or whatever uh, you know capital punishment i think is um death penalty oh well capital punishment versus the the other th- I, I like that argument oh like, life in prison yeah life i think it's i think it's i think it's similar to that it's like all right well which one do they do they both like do the same thing or are they intertwined like you know it's kind of you can argue that and i think with religion i'll say or with religion and science i'll say um you know there's always there's always a creation story and there's a way to explain things i guess methodically through you know science you know uh scientific methods you know hypothesis blah right. blah blah um and then there's things that happen that you can't explain that are complicated. Not saying that everything's explained through religion, like there's a magical eraser, like, oh, well, you can't explain this religion, <laughs> like, you know. But yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's more so about knowing where it applies versus trying to make it blend. I'm not sitting here, you know, saying this genetic, this guy had a mutation because God wanted it, or this guy didn't because God said he shouldn't. I, it's more like, Whatever happened, it's a process of life, but um, I just believe that the way that it was brought to be may all just be in, a div- in the divine plan of how it was supposed to. Yeah. Like, the reason evolution happened is because that's how it was supposed to come to be. Like, the reason why molecules divide the way they do or why we can inject someone with anesthetic and they don't feel anything is because these things were created all in the beginning. It was all by design. Or maybe it wasn't, but it just happened to be developed. (laughs) Like, you know, so I I think just trying not to make it a thing and just appreciating and respecting what it is and kind of acknowledging that it is, is what I did with that. So it never really bothered me the whole, uh, the two. Yeah. 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 No, I I definitely understand it. And I've always, um, I've always thought you had respect for both and it was, sort of you were one of the first people that I interacted with that was <laughs> did it again <laughs> truly no truly that I my family is um religious but that's family yeah I'm not you know I'm not religious I'm not religious at all I know I'm agnostic right yes which I didn't even know what that was until, until I met I you. you. I was like, all right, right. agnostic is not atheist. But then it's <laughs> like, well, right. what, what are you? like? It's just not a, it's, it's not a thing that, that... You're like, not anything. Right. <laughs> doesn't come into play for me, but it came into play for you. Yeah. And I think from knowing you and knowing how that influenced you, I saw the benefits of it. Yeah. From knowing you. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I, I, I think there was a lot of things that I did not know when I... um when I entered VCU and for somebody like yourself, right. To be able to sort of play both sides of the coin with people, right. And also be able to take value in religion and also in the science that you're studying. Yeah. Like I I hadn't really seen that before. Like it was either you are religious or you're not religious. Yeah. Either you're going to (laughs) church or you're not going to church. You know, I think another thing too, there was a book, um, I don't remember the name of the book, but a geneticist wrote it. And out of all the people, I would think uh, that actually would be opposed to the idea that religion exists mm-hmm. inside of science. The geneticists would be because essentially they're the people who could play God mostly. Yeah, they could control what is created and what isn't. But this guy, he he was a prominent geneticist, but he made a book basically saying God is in in science and. That kind of, you know, the one time I thought about 
whether the two blended or not. And not that I, I never really did it often, but this one time I was actually looking at it and the guy wrote that book and I was like, you know what? Okay. It, this is, it was almost like confirmation. Like, all right, I just need to yeah. keep my uh, same thought process. But um, touching on religion, how it affected me, it wasn't, it was school definitely came into play. Um, but I think setting an example through, through being involved with, um, religion and Christianity and also my integrity, I think all that kind of helped with setting an example for people. I think you mentioned, um, influencing you in a positive way. I think a lot of what I did, um, not, wasn't on purpose to influence people, but I, I felt like living by example is the best way to show that there's good in being, I guess, on this path if you decide to. And so I always try to keep that in mind. And that's why I try to be the, I guess the best I could be in Mm -hmm. that, in that role. Yeah. Hey everybody. Thanks for tuning in at this point in the conversation. We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for the next episode of the cube LA podcast.